Welcome to The Well, a podcast all about living wisely and faithfully as a follower of Christ. The goal? To give you guidance, food for thought, and to encourage you as you engage the people and situations that you encounter daily. Now, here's your host, Sean Barkley. So yesterday, today's Monday, yesterday I did something I rarely do. I did not lead a worship service or even attend a worship service. By the way, greetings. I'm glad to have you along for this podcast. Yesterday, I did neither of the above. Yesterday, I took the day off. And normally, I'm a teaching pastor, and so I'm teaching almost every Sunday. Yesterday, I just rested and relaxed and reflected. And as I reflected yesterday, I asked myself this question, what did I miss by not being in worship. Interesting question indeed for us to ask. Those of us who are church leaders, if we look around and think about people who are not here, we might ask, what are they missing? Because that would help that would help us see what it is we're providing. If you're someone who is not involved in church at all, and you see people walking into these funny buildings with these crosses on them, and you wonder what's going on inside, do you ever ask yourself, what am I missing out on by not being a part of that? And so I wrote down three or four things yesterday that I felt like I missed. And so this podcast is for three groups of people. One, if you are a church leader, this podcast is for you. Because I think these are some thoughts that might be helpful as you think about how you allocate your time and your resources and your attention in church leadership. It's also for those of you who are participants in church. Hopefully this will encourage you to see these ways that the church can feed your life. And the third group is those of you who might not be active in church at all. And maybe God is starting to say to you, you know, there's something about being in Christian community and fellowship that that can really add value to your life. And so that's where I want to go with this. And I know I sound like the old guy wagging his finger. I'm wagging my finger right now at the computer screen saying you need to get in church. And I'm not the old guy. I am wagging my finger. But I do think that the church offers some some value for our lives that the culture just cannot match. And we sometimes forget about that. And so here you go. The first thing that I thought about yesterday, as I lose my voice, is that the church encourages significant relationships. Now, as I have this conversation with you, it's going to sound like I'm down on social media, and I am not. Social media is just a thing. It's neutral. It's how we use it that, uh, that matters. But we live in an era where we are connected with one another more so than ever before. I mean, we can be connected with people on the other side of the globe. We can be connected with people any time of the day or night. But the truth is, we're also more disconnected than ever before and more lonely than ever before, more anxious than ever before more depressed than ever before. Why? Researchers say there is a connection, it cannot even be denied, between the use of social media and our feelings of isolation and depression and loneliness. We have the illusion of being in community with people, but it is not real community. And so what the church can provide is real relationships and so the church that, that I serve, we are growing our small group ministry and encouraging more and more people to get into groups and encouraging different affinity groups, you know, just 
if you like doing this, there's a group for you. We're even having like storyteller nights where people just get together and tell stories in a really comfortable and casual environment. All designed around the concept that we are more disconnected than ever before and the church can bring us together. Now, one of the struggles that we have is that on a given Sunday, let's say two weeks ago, for example, there are 350 people sitting in pews and chairs during a worship service. But there are also 200 people sitting in a worship service with us online, remotely. And so, and we love those who are our online congregation and those that are our physically present congregation. But we're seeing that there, there are some things that the people who are worshiping online miss out on. Hey, it's great to sit on Sunday morning and sip coffee in your PJs, and we are glad that we can have that, that outreach and connection. But there's also something about being in a community of people, enjoying that interaction and that sense of Christian community with one another. The, the church is just designed for us to be together. Remember, Jesus calls us his body, or Paul calls us Jesus' body. Uh, Jesus calls us his friends. There's just this sense that God has really designed us to be with one another. And so if you're not a part of a church, if you're in that group, yes, you might find yourself constantly connected, quote unquote, with folks. But is that a real connection? Is there a sense that maybe you're missing out on something? And so I would encourage you to think about, is there a small group of people I can get together with and just study and have even small worship services? Or just enjoy some real authentic community. Because in the church, and you're going to hear it in a moment, the conversations we have about life and faith go much deeper than a post on Facebook, for example. And again, I'm not just down on all that stuff, but I am kind of. So anyway, one of the things that we are supposed to do and that we can do, and that is so beneficial to our culture, is to provide connection and significant relationships. But along with that, that's not enough. Along with that, we have to help folks find meaning and purpose. So just like we have all this connectivity, we also are overwhelmed with information. We have more data than we can ever absorb or ever, ever know. We can know almost anything we want to know. For example, we can know about a house fire in a small town a thousand miles away the occupants of said house, we do not know. We can know all the details of their lives, of what they lost in the fire, of how the fire started. May I say something directly? We don't need to know that. That is not information that in any way is going to benefit what we're trying to do with our lives. Yes, and I don't, I'm not being cold. We can obviously pray for those folks. If, you, if we really want to do something for them, send them money. No, we just like to know all this stuff. So we don't have a crisis of information as past generations did where they couldn't really know what was going on. We have a crisis of too much information and too much data. The church can help people. That's a huge opportunity for us to help people discern what they need to know, make sense of what they know, find meaning in their lives in light of what they know. And in finding meaning, they can also find purpose. Again, we are not starved for information and data. We are starved for meaning. 
you know, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is just, again, having the information and knowing it. Wisdom is, what do we do with that information? How does that impact the way that we live? And so, again, if you're a leader in a church, I think one of the things that you and I are called to do is help people find meaning. And sometimes we're a little bashful about that. And we say, well, everybody's got their own truth. And I get what we're saying. I say it or think it sometimes myself. Or I don't want to kind of step on toes. I don't want to sound preachy. Uh, But the truth is, God has entrusted the gospel to us to share. And that gospel wants to change people's lives and give people great meaning and uh, joy in their lives and contentment. And we can do that as we share with them the truths of the gospel. And so, again, we think about, I think about what did I miss yesterday? Okay, I missed the significant relationships and those great conversations. And I also missed hearing the gospel, the truth about Christ, opening God's word, and letting that provide meaning for my life and structure as to how I live each day. So I missed out on that. Okay, the third thing I wrote down that I missed out on was a day of being outwardly focused. Because that's what the church helps us with. We are typically inwardly focused people. In fact, I read an an article where the author said just sort of blanket statement, narcissism is a growing problem in our culture. And maybe narcissism is in fact a growing problem. Because even though we have all this connectivity, even though we have all this data about other people, more and more we are wanting to be known ourselves in the way we share data about who we are. Social media is fueling that. And I believe that with all my mind. I know that there are times, I'm thinking about kind of backing off a little bit, because there are times in social media, or with social media, that I'm just trying to impress and trying to be noticed. And and here's what what I've seen in my own life. Two negatives that have come from social media. Let's just pick out Instagram, Facebook. The first negative is it makes me very jealous. So I start to feel jealous of the experiences that other people have. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. You've heard it all before, but just give me a second. So I start feeling this sense of jealousy and resentment uh, because, again, narcissism, feelings of being inwardly focused. Look what they're doing, and I'm not doing it. But then next from that, what I experience is self-righteousness where I begin to say, you know, I'm just more committed to the church than they are. I'm just more committed and humble than they are. I just am better with my money than they are. I just don't spend my time on such novel things as they do. And it leads to this great sense of just self-righteousness. What I've seen in social media is, again, thinking about being inwardly focused and narcissistic is, the goal is to be famous. Not famous for what we've done, not famous for what we know, just famous for being famous. I mean, think about all that that we see. You know, we, we have the, the big video that goes viral and that, that makes us feel good. Or we have the blog post that everybody reads and reacts to and we just feel this sense of this, this notoriety and this fame. And, 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 and what the church can do is help us embrace what Jesus said we were to embrace, Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. Lay down our life for our friends. In other words, lay aside ourselves for a moment and be outwardly focused on others. To love our neighbor 
as our self. I mean, Jesus told story after story, the Good Samaritan, of, of people who just, rather than be completely inwardly focused and self-absorbed, were focused on the others around them. We learn that in church because, let me tell you, our society, our culture, does not teach that and does not preach that to us. To the contrary, we learn to be narcissistic and self-absorbed. And so as leaders in the church, I think we start to design our ministries in ways that encourage people to not be so focused on self, but to be focused outwardly. And so in the way we communicate internally, often churches, we're just talking to each other, using this lingo that only we understand. Our signage is only using lingo that we understand. We have to understand there are people out there who might walk through these doors and feel like complete outsiders. So we have to embrace this sense of, you know, it's not about us and our comfort, it's about them. And of course, we look at our our giving and our mission spending. Are we spending our money on only things that benefit us internally? Or are we literally giving our time, our resources, and sharing our buildings in such a way that others benefit and we get nothing from it? In fact, we have to repair what's damaged. We have to pay for it. That is evidence of an outwardly focused church. And so again, as you think about how you're living your life, um, where, are you, where are you spending your time? And where are you looking? Are you looking within or are you looking without? And if you are not active in a church and you're thinking about, maybe I want to be a part of a church someday, think about that. Where are you going to learn this outward focus? Where are you going to have the opportunity to join with other people in being outwardly focused. And so that was something I missed out on yesterday. I was not outwardly focused. I was all about Sean yesterday. And then there was one other thing that I wrote down. I didn't know exactly how to put this. And so I just said, or I just wrote, the church provides hope. You know, a lot of times in the church, we confess our sins and we think about our flaws and we take them to God. But what we have to also concentrate on is giving people a vision of God's future for them. This is where God is taking them. Remember, we're, we're taught there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. We're all going to be in, in living in our spiritual bodies. The things that we have, we do not own. We're just renting. I, I, I saw this crazy video it's not a video. What, what do they call that stuff on the internet? Oh, where you 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 click one but clickbait. So I started clicking on these images of people's homes. I just see how much the rich and famous spend on their homes, and on these gorgeous homes. You know, Malibu, seventeen million dollars, and all this opulence and wealth. And as I was looking at those homes and looking at the people who lived there, the people were looking very very old to me. And it occurred to me, they're not going to be there forever. Eventually, someone else will occupy that very house. And so as we think about that, that can really give us a sense of hopelessness and kind of fatalism. The church is a broker in something different. The church is a broker in helping people see, no, God has something different for you. And there is a life beyond this life. And because of that, we can live with confidence and we can live with joy. And we don't have to be paranoid and and tight-fisted with our resources because we know 
that God has something ultimately for us that is far greater than anything we could ever experience in the here and now. And so again, thinking about the different groups that are listening to this podcast, if you are a church leader, that is a, that is a huge gift that we provide those who are a part of the church that we lead, to help them see a life beyond this life, to give them a sense of hope, that God has a future for them that is good. He's promised this. The resurrection is an example to us. Just as God resurrected Jesus, the Father resurrected the Son, eventually we will be resurrected as well and inherit these wonderful spiritual bodies. If you are someone who is not really a part of church and not really interested in any kind of Christian community, remember you're just renting the place you live. Even if you're paying a mortgage, you're renting it. And the clothes that you and I wear, we're renting them. The cars we drive, we're renting them. Everything we have is on loan. It's not ours to keep forever. But God has a better future for us. And so maybe that's something you might want to think about as you look at how do I find happiness and fulfillment and contentment in life. Well, I know this has been a little different feel of a podcast than what we normally have. But like I said, I just was thinking about what I was missing yesterday. So let me just kind of circle back and remind you. Those of you who are church leaders, church members, not even a part of it. The church is going to help you fill that empty space, that relational void by encouraging significant relationships. We do that. Even though we're connected, we're not really connected. The church is going to help you and me find meaning and purpose in our lives. Even though we have data, we have information, often we don't have meaning. So think of the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Also, what's the church going to do? It's going to help us embrace selflessness, to be outwardly focused, not just to be looking at ourselves the whole time. Again, remember, a lot of us just want to be famous by being famous or for being famous. And then the last thing we're going to do as a church is we're going to help people see hope and help people see God's desired future for them, what God's going to do in their lives. So I missed a lot yesterday, but I'm looking forward to not missing it this coming Sunday. Food for thought. I hope your day is fantastic, and I look forward to next time. Bye now.